Bring It On is a public affairs program exploring the people, issues, and events affecting the African-American communities in South Central Indiana and beyond. Bring It On is a forum for the people, by the people, produced by an independent team of volunteers working at the studios of Community Radio WFHB in Bloomington, Indiana, and financially supported by listeners like you. Good evening, I'm Clarence Boone, and welcome to Bring It On. We're a multiple award-winning show celebrating over 12 years as Indiana's only weekly community radio show committed to exploring the people, issues, and events impacting African Americans. Good evening, I'm Leela Randall, and in today's broadcast, you'll hear once again from our two people. We have Monica, and we also have Cindy. Cindy. So Beverly's coming, too? And Beverly's coming here too. You know, I was thinking that since she wasn't here, I, w- I wasn't going to actually say her name. Okay, but <laughs> she's coming too. Um, Director of the Department of Community and Family Resources, she'll be on to discuss activities surrounding the City of Bloomington's bicentennial celebration scheduled for 2018. Are they, we're like 100 years old right now. All in the next hour on Bring It On. Okay, a little clarification. In the first part of the show, we're going to have the first interview in the second part, then we'll have. The one and only Beverly Calendar Anderson uh, join us for the second half. But first of all, we are very, very privileged to have with us uh, the members of the Salvation Army uh, who are here to talk about some of the unique charitable campaigns going on during this Christmas season and some of the things they do throughout the year. Um, the Monroe County Salvation Army's Angel Tree Initiative sponsors a regular Christmas assistance program that allows families with children under age 14 to sign up for gifts to be distributed during the Christmas season. This year, gift bags are assembled and distributed between December 12th and December 20th. Okay, so we want to... And we just want to thank you both uh, for coming on tonight. We have uh, uh, Monica Clemens and Captain Cindy Hogue representing the Salvation Army. And thanks for joining us here on Bring It On. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am so fascinated. I think when we say Salvation Army, uh, an image comes to mind with everyone is someone who is standing out in all elements, uh, Mm -hmm. perhaps with a bell and ringing a bell and asking for support. And you think the male person personnel has uh, commitment. But I think neither rain nor snow nor sleet nor dark (laughs) of night nor gloom of day nor 100 degree (laughs) heat will... Uh, uh, stop the stalwart volunteer uh, from asking for help during uh, critical times, and it's the Salvation Army that I know is on the front lines. So, uh, uh, Monica, if you will, uh, give us a little history about the Salvation Army. Well, we are celebrating our 150th year wow. as an organization. Congrats, and congrats. Bloomington is about 110 years, so it's been around a long time. Um, I am the social service director there, and so I do the kind of in the front line of the war, the food pantry, clothing, uh, financial assistance, that type of thing is where I come in. And Captain Cindy is the pastor, and so she takes care of their spiritual needs. Mm-hmm. Right. Should we say uh, Reverend Cindy or Pastor oh, Cindy? Yes. Or <laughs> I like it. Your, 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 your eminence? Uh, no, 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 that part. <laughs> but the Salvation Army started off uh, as a, a sort of spiritual complement to other social 
service agencies and trying to reach, I guess, really literally to the heart of the matter. William Booth was our founder, and in um, 1865, the Salvation Army began, and his purpose was behind the fact that if you truly know Jesus, then you're going to do more than just tell people about Jesus. Mm -hmm. You can't tell a man about who's thirsty that there's living water if you don't give him something to drink. And so it was founded, we are a church organization first and foremost, and then we move Mm -hmm. on to meeting the needs of people because we want to meet the whole needs of people, and that's what we're really all about. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's an exciting job. Um, It's a busy job this time of year. The kettles you were talking about are... um, During Christmas is our main fundraiser to carry us through the year. I call it the gift that keeps giving. Mm -hmm. And so it's a big push. It's a very busy time for all of us. And then Monica goes through all of the social work and the um, all the people who are in need. Um, It's just an exciting time. We have people who come in to ring bells or to receive assistance, and then they'll come to church on Sunday and I think that's exciting, that they can feel welcome in the building no matter what. Now, I'm familiar with the facility on Rogers Street, and a very beautiful facility, but I must admit, I have not stepped in there. <gasps> you got to yes. come. Yes, and I heard the thunder uh, claps yeah. outside. <laughs> but, you uh, haven't been in the building, Clarence? Uh, okay, I'm being transparent. I drive by, and... I see all the good work going on. I even see somebody barbecuing in the parking lot. I was going to say, you probably get the barbecue right here, don't you? Now, now that's enough for me to turn (laughs) and and head into the parking lot. lot. (laughs) But uh, you do phenomenal things. And you said uh, 150 years, and I can only imagine what the early, early days were all about. Just amazing. They preached in theaters, and Bill William Booth and his wife, Catherine Booth, both preached in the theaters and on the streets to reach those people who weren't always welcome in church because of the way they smelled or the way they mm-hmm. were dressed. Mm-hmm. And we're just about love, loving anybody and everybody. Beautiful. Okay. So what are you guys doing particularly now for the children, the families? What's going on now? Well, as he said, we were... Uh, Sorting and giving, getting ready to give away gifts. So on the 20th, we give out 443 families. It's over 1,020 children. We'll get wow. clothes and toys. Each child will get about, oh, eight to 10 items. So it's a nice package and then a little bit of help for food so they can go buy a Christmas meal. And so um, those families have been screened for... Um, their income levels and that they have custody of those children and live in Monroe County, but and we are a Monroe County. Some people think we only do Bloomington, but it's the entire county. So those toys will go out, and everything has been donated from the wonderful people in this community. Um, we haven't had to buy anything. It's all been donated. Oh, that's Which wonderful. is amazing. It speaks highly of our community. That's amazing. Eight gifts. It's been a while since I've had eight gifts. What about you, Clarence? You should have signed up. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I probably should have. It's been a while. I have it, to like it's, beg. It's for, I have to. I have to send like text messages of little screenshots of things that <laughs> I'm like drinking about because you know my kids really don't know me that well, even though they've been around for like twenty some years or something. But I still have to send okay, screenshots. This is this is bringing on not the Doctor Phil. I know. <laughs> I know. But I'm just saying yeah. they get eight uh, gifts. Do they get these gifts like on Christmas or do they get them now or do they well, have that, to, Do they get to wait? We. 
don't wrap them. We okay. put everything together, and then mom and dad can go home, and they can say, okay, this hat and mittens is going to be from your brother. And this, you know, so they'll put this one's from Santa or this one's from mom and dad. So then the parents really can choose how they want to mm-hmm. divvy that up. But um, eight items sounds a lot, but if you're counting hats and mittens, socks, underwear, you know, and a Hot Wheel car or something, <laughs> It might not be that exciting. Yeah, but if you don't have Hatton's mittens, and mm-hmm. now you don't it have to stand out, now that yeah, you don't have to stand outside and mm-hmm. like be cold and not have Hatton mittens. So. We, we had a coat drive this year, um, and I think we hit a record over 700 used, gently used coats came in, hats and mittens. So we mm-hmm. still have those in our lobby. Mm-hmm. Um, people can just come in and pick out one and take it with them there's no screening on that if you need a coat a hat mittens the used Mm -hmm. ones are there come in anytime and help yourself now in in earlier i mentioned that located on rogers but what is the the official address for salvation army 111 north rogers Mm -hmm. and if someone wants to call um, to arrange a time to come by or find out the hours what number should they call 812-336 Four three one zero. If you could repeat that too, uh, again, we, we like to repeat things twice. Eight one two three three six four three one zero. That will ring in the office. We can transfer you to the thrift store if you need to find out if they have, you know, a certain code or something you need there. But mm-hmm. um, it it's the main office line. Okay. So different times, see, I know about Salvation Army because um, right before school, do you do the backpacks? Yes, we coordinate that with the other churches. Um, Since I've been there, that's kind of been my goal is that we don't duplicate services. Um, We try to work with other agencies and combine efforts and do a lot more. So when I started, we did 60 backpacks. This year with coordinating, we did over 600. (laughs) And how long have you been with the uh, Salvation Army? This is my 11th year. 11th year. Um, if you are just tuning in, we are having a wonderful conversation with uh, Monica Clemens and Captain Cindy Hogue, who represent the Salvation Army here in Bloomington, Indiana. Uh, and I noticed that there is sort of a, um, um, if I dare say, military or armed forces sort of overture. Is this a part of one of the service branches or they is it just sort of your unified army a salvation army and we're going to conquer it was originally called the christian mission okay and it was changed to um the salvation army because it's a battle and it's a war to meet the needs of people to make sure we there is so much the army does that um, they advocate for um human trafficking they there is just so much more that we do throughout the United States or throughout the world. We're a worldwide organization, 129 um, countries that we're in. Mm-hmm. And so it's amazing what we can accomplish so that we are under a military ranking system. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just to coordinate everything because there are so many officers and soldiers and all these people that are involved. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I so, like to tell them I'm the general, but I'm not. <laughs> so you literally have people on the front line, and you literally have people who are supplying the front line, mm-hmm. and then you have people who are counseling uh, the wounded, the hurt. Right, right. Okay. We're at every disaster. 
That's right. And there's spiritual counseling and there is help. And we usually stay beyond what anybody else is there, trying to get them two years sometimes or more, trying to get people back on their feet. I know your resources have been depleted in 2017 to a large extent with some of the natural disasters, plus the fires that I still don't think are fully under control yet. Uh, we tend to look at hurricanes, but uh, the West Coast has been suffering for years from uh, fires that have just been ravaging that whole area. Um, Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. you still have a complement of volunteers down there? Oh, yes. We have officers stationed there. Now, are you on the, is it the USS Comfort vessel that the hospital, the floating hospital down I there? I don't think so. Okay. All right. And just to, to say that you're in the trenches is, is just phenomenal. Coming back to Bloomington. Um, is I know that the the ringers are out and I, and is it okay to refer to them as ringers or sure. uh, and and it's a pull on your heart when you go into a department store and they're standing out there just just ringing that bell and it symbolizes so much as a as a child I remember uh, just seeing that bell and what it meant my parents putting a donation in and mm-hmm. over time I think we all have donated to it mm-hmm. um, what does it mean to you know come up during the middle part of the year and find out all of a sudden the resources are getting a little slim. What other things do you do to raise funds? Well, other than <coughs> Christmas, there are, um, we had, in Bloomington, I'm not so sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but I know that there are fundraisers. We have mail appeals that go out. Mm-hmm. Um, there are people who are consistently giving on a regular basis. Um, so when we find things are tight, we do things that we need to do. You know, whatever it is, we could have Christmas in July so that we make sure that we have what we need to give to others. Mm -hmm. Um, We we partner with a lot of different things to make the resources stretch. Um, With IU here in town, um, one of our big events is Martin Luther King Day, and that is every year for the last 10 years, we've given free eye exams and glasses. And the IU has provided the expertise Salvation Army provided the clients, and then the Lions Club um, provided the funds to pay for the eyeglasses being made. So if you work together, you can get a lot done. That's true. And uh, didn't cost the Salvation Army a whole lot other than my time of, you know, in there. But uh, so that's how we do it. The city and uh, county sometimes will get grants through the city or county, small grants. You team up with other... uh uh, human service agencies like Red Cross and others? Not so much for funding, but definitely... I mean, for um, service providing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the uh, COAD, which is the Monroe County Organizations uh, Active in Disaster. They meet in our office every month. And the Red Cross, Salvation Army, I can't even name all of them, the EMA office. Um, so every month we get together and talk about what do we do so when a disaster happens, we're ready. So those are things that they're not monetary, but they need to be done so when something happens, because we know something eventually will happen here, a tornado or an ice storm. But you get to know the players, and you can pick up a phone and call and say, hey, Maria, what are you doing? And she's with the Red Cross. She'll pull her team together. Okay. Um, we were talking before we got on air about the ringers. And I was telling you that I used to give, but after so many stories about how um, people were 
going, taking the money, and it's not going to actually the place that it needs to, that I've stopped. But I also recently learned that um, a friend of mine told me that you guys have a secure way of keeping the money and that you have a different chain of command. So can you explain to people, and now that I'll start giving when I come out, when, when I come you know, out of the grocery store or any place that I might now see somebody, um, I feel more comfortable giving. Can you explain to people who don't know? Because like I said, I didn't know until I asked you. Okay. Right. There is a lock on the kettle itself to keep it closed. It's also locked to the kettle stand. So um, there is precautions that we take. We have three to four people who actually pick up the kettles for us. Mm -hmm. Um, They have identification on them. They also have the keys Um, And they're the only ones that can take them off the kettle stand. So, yes, we do our best um, to take care of that and to be honest. We recognize that the gift is from the heart. Mm -hmm. And so we desperately want to make sure that we use it to the best of our ability and are careful with it. You know, we take for granted uh, the services you provide. And my mind really is going back. Uh, to the services you provide during a disaster. And we'll get back to this holiday season, but uh, when you see that person ringing the bell, it means so much because I think of Hurricane Harvey. I think of all these other hurricanes. Hurricanes, we've had dear friends who were affected by this mm-hmm. uh, and waiting days just to get a cell phone call or a text to make sure they're okay. And we take for granted, we go to, we go to sleep one night and wake up and our world has changed, uh, be it a tornado, as you said, and we are prone to having those. But then again, we are sort of along uh, a fault line of sorts. And for years, they've been projecting that, that an earthquake should be happening in this area. Uh, are we all prepared? No, not at all. I, I dare say that people don't have a three-day provision of uh, dry goods or water set aside. And But yet, I feel more comfort right now knowing that if something happens, you know, the uh, Salvation Army is on the front line, Red Cross is on the front line, and, and you're teamed up with so many other uh, providers on the front line. And that's nothing that we should take for granted. See, and the key is, even though we have a local co-ad, we are also answer to Indianapolis that will bring things down if we need it, who are answerable to Chicago, who also will distribute anything that we need. I mean, it just is unsurmountable what we're able to to reach out to because we are a worldwide organization. So that is exciting that we're able to do that and we have teams that are in place so that if there's not a disaster in their county, they will come and help in this county. And um, it's just nice, You like you said, it's nice to know that that's there. Mm-hmm. Now in the building on Rogers, um, what goes on inside? We have church services every Sunday morning Um, My husband and I are the pastors that there. We also have um, youth groups that we have going on, and we have a senior program, Silver Lining, and um, we have senior volleyball um, every morning of the week. Then we also have our social services that are going on continually. Um, The building is always running. We we, um, allow people to come in and use the building for different things. Um, so it's constantly in use Mm -hmm. and that's what we want it to be. So, Mm -hmm. and is it, um, not, um, unusual for those who've been helped over the years to come back and volunteer with you? Mm -hmm. Yes. A lot of them do that. And sometimes the ones that 
put in a dollar in the kettle, that dollar to them might be worth a hundred to somebody else, you know, but they, they always feel pride to be able to give a little bit something back. So, um, I hear those stories all the time. In fact, just the other day, a gentleman came by and he had no lie, a trunk load, two overflowing shopping carts of food that he brought. And he said 20 years ago, he was burned um, in a fire and he couldn't work. And he got to a point where he had to reach out for food and some help on rent. And he stopped by Salvation Army. And this is 20 some years ago. And uh, he remembered when he came in, the pantry was kind of slim, but we gave him what we had. And so every year for 20 years, he has come with a load of groceries. And then I asked him where he lived to give him the receipt for his good work. And he said, Greenwood. I said, you drive over here every winter? And and he said, yes, because this is where you helped me. Hmm. And so it sticks with you. And, you know, that's something that happened 20 years ago. If you've just joined us, uh, we're having a delightful conversation with Monica Clemens and Captain Cindy Hogue, or may I say, Pastor Monica Clemens and Captain Cindy Hogue, who are representing the Salvation Army this evening. Um, and Leela, we have about five minutes left in this interview. If you had a couple questions. Uh, I had one more. <laughs> I don't know why I'm always the voice of gloom and doom, but no. um, I, I can't be. I always bring up like the, the bad things that I hear. But um, recently, you know, you get text messages all the time when national when natural disasters happen. And um, I, di- I did read that the money that we're thinking that the Red Cross uses might not necessarily always be going for the where we think that they're going and that really I should start um, contacting the um, local chapter of the Salvation Army. So if somebody, so is this true? I'm not saying anything against the Red Cross, but what do you think about, again, what I read? What do you guys have to say about that? Or I, I think that na- when I do, when there is a national natural disaster, like in Puerto Rico and, you know, in um, Texas, you know, of course, you know, I'll, get the, I'll, I'll give money. But I start really thinking about maybe my money would be better spent in the Salvation Army. Truly, well, I, that's what I was thinking. I used to work for Red Cross, so okay. I don't know. I'm not an expert, but Red Cross is more of a regional. Their funding is more regional. They mm-hmm. do collect locally, but mm-hmm. um, they give to their organization. Mm-hmm. And then as need comes up, they can dip into that. So, you know, you if you don't have a disaster here, but there's one next door in the neighboring state, that mm-hmm. money can be shared then for that neighboring state. Mm-hmm. Um, it all stays, if it's given for disaster, it stays for disaster. If it's yeah. given for CPR, education, it would stay for that. So they are good stewards of their money, mm-hmm. but it they have more of a regional approach. And mm-hmm. we've seen that here in Bloomington when they closed down the office and they're down to like two people in the county now. Mm-hmm. And those people serve maybe a five county area. So they, they're pretty stretched thin, mm-hmm. but when, you know, when the rubber meets a the road, they will be here. They've got dedicated volunteers. So mm-hmm. um, it is a little different, our money, 
uh, stays local. Um, so the money we raised here, it goes to local services here. So that might be a little bit of an answer for that. Okay. Well, About 96% goes, we is spent on the people and on mm -hmm. what it's designated for. Well, to her point, I, I think she speaks to a growing concern uh, with uh, people in America. You know, we have been known as a country that gives. I mean, we've mm -hmm. given in volumes uh, to uh, faith-based based organizations, to uh, from that all the way to uh, social service, to fraternity and sorority organizations. But uh, the, the long and short of it is there have been horror stories of malfeasance, misfeasance, whatever, which have hit the national news and just puts a cloud over everything. Uh, I know that a lot of groups work hard to have transparency and their annual reports and in their budgets and all. Um, Salvation Army, do they follow suit and have uh, sort of open meeting rules where anyone can come to a board meeting or, or something? Mm -hmm. um, and, and then your budget or your your and report is made public for everyone yeah. to view yeah there's always an annual report <laughs> we're audited by accountants and um we have outside accountants that come in and double check it and so yeah it's you know we try to be really good stewards of it because it does come from your heart and we want to make sure it stays absolutely, where you absolutely. want it mm -hmm. we have three minutes left what can you tell our listening audience that they can do not only for this year i think uh, they're couple days before the 20th if and I know the collection may be stopped uh, at, in November uh, but is it possible to still do some things between now and Christmas and then looking forward to 2018 what do you want to leave with our listeners as far as how can they how can they support well we're pretty um, set right now for the gift bags because we we're wrapping that up today but um, financial like Cindy said the money we raise in this one month period of time needs to stretch, you know, mm -hmm. for 11 more months. So um, don't be afraid to put that dollar in the kettle. We'll, we'll make sure that 96 cents worth of it goes right back to the client. Mm -hmm. Right. And we could use, um, if anybody wanted a volunteer ring, mm -hmm. that helps us a great deal. Um, there's nothing worse than a kettle and there's nobody there. So um, anything like that or the giving, that's all so appreciated. Um, so if you have a, if you're a youth leader in your church and you want the youth involved in something positive and impactful, they can ring a bell and they can go out and um, uh, meet the public and and just as some go to food pantries and help distribute food. I mean these are impressions that will be a lifetime last a lifetime. Um, and then another important thing is what time is church service? It is at 10 o'clock we have our, um, Sunday school, and at 11 o'clock we have our worship service. All right. So, All right. and this Sunday we're just going to have worship service because it's Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. So that will be fun. All right. Uh, well, we have about 30 seconds left, and if you have one more burning, cheerful question <laughs> for our guests. I'm always cheerful. Yes. Um, um, what can you say to the people that need your services? How could they contact you? And do people come in and they just kind of feel ashamed? Or, or do you make pe people feel welcome? What's, how do you feel about that? Well, I, I like to take pride that when they come in, if we don't know the answer, we can try to direct them to another resource. Mm -hmm. um, we have been told that they'll come to our pantry or our office for help because 
they know we're not going to make them feel bad about it. Um, we, they don't have to prove that they only have a can of beans left on their shelves to get the pantry. Mm -hmm. If they ask for food, we're going to give them food. If they ask for a free coat and we have it, mm -hmm. we'll give it to them. So um, we just, we really try. Monica sees no difference between rich, poor, or any of those things. I have been so pleased in watching her work with the people. Just a quick commercial. If you play an instrument or you sing, go to a kettle. You don't even have to ring. Just go and sing and play. Leela can carry a note. I'm, I'm going to play my flute. Yeah. It's been a long time. Yeah. So go pull that flute. Yeah. Silent okay. night. Okay, Clarence. Okay, it's time to go. Okay. We need to, let's wrap it up here okay, before he really We want to thank <laughs> our community guests for joining us tonight to discuss the range of activities uh, provided by the Salvation Army uh, in, in ways they bring hope, comfort, and cheer throughout the year. But during this holiday season, uh, there's still a few days remaining uh, for distribution of much-needed gift bags and um, gently used clothing for, for children and for adults. Uh, and through the year, just, just rest assured that they're there on the front line, uh, the Army that, that knows no, no uh, furlough. And we <laughs> want to thank them tonight. We want to thank Monica Clemens and Cap, um, Pastor Monica Clemens. Nope. Just Monica. Just Monica. <laughs> Monica Clemens and Captain Cindy Hogue for representing the Salvation Army. And thank you for coming on and... Uh, uh, the very best to you and happy holidays. Oh, thank you. Thank happy you. Happy holidays. Thank you. Have a Merry Christmas. Yeah, you too.
Support for WFHB comes from Bloom Magazine. Bloom Magazine's website features news stories posted every day, including an up-to-date events calendar. For more information, visit magbloom.com, Bloomington's community website. Support for WFHB comes from CATS, Community Access Television Services, long before C-SPAN was providing government coverage in our nation's capital, CATS was televising uncensored broadcasts of live local meetings right here in Bloomington and Monroe County. CATS, celebrating 43 years of public access television on your local cable system and on the newly updated website CATSTV.net. And I bring you back to Bring It On. You just heard the Hallelujah Chorus by the McClurkin Project from the 2007 WOW Gospel Christmas compilation that showcases 30 classic Christmas songs from today's top gospel artists. What's your favorite song for Christmas, Clarence? Um, there are so many. All I want for Christmas is you. That's your favorite there, one. There, there, Come there's, on. so, there's, there's so many. Um, you know, if I were to say Curtis Blow, then people would say, what? But there's so many. I mean, yeah, I would and, too. Which one does he have? Because I and, heard and, Curtis and Blow it, having it, a Christmas Sort of a milestone <laughs> in my life. You know, when I was younger, I heard my aunt playing the uh, Temptations, oh, Rudolph yeah, the Red-Nosed Reindeer, uh, to classics and standards in the church that I love. But uh, it's, it's hard to pin down. All I want for Christmas is you. Bring It On has an open submission policy, so if you have an idea for this program, let's hear it. Send an email to our volunteer staff. The address is bringiton at wfhb.org. We want to make sure we share everything and anything affecting the African-American community with our listening audience in Bloomington and beyond. The email address, once again, is bringiton at wfhb.org. And at the top of the hour, we share that Beverly Callender Anderson, Director for the Department of Community and Family Resources and a bringing on contributor was coming on to discuss activities surrounding the city of Bloomington's bicentennial celebration. 200. 200 years scheduled for <laughs> a launch in 2018, which is less than two weeks away. Beverly, welcome to Bring It On. Thank hey. you. So good to be back. Hi, Beverly. Hey. So, are we going to have confetti fall on uh, uh, New Year's Eve? Are we going to have cannons going off well right. there will be no cannons i will i will promise you that however bloomington will be celebrating its 200th anniversary this year as will monroe county and so both oh, the county okay. and the city are celebrating their 200th uh anniversaries I, and so i'm glad you mentioned that because a lot of people have not made the connection i would gather yeah well they that's just need to here. look at our webpage. That's right. That's, that's why right. she's here. <laughs> Clarify all that. So uh, we are going to kick off. The city will be kicking off their bi- the bicentennial celebration the, in totality on New Year's Eve. So there's going to be a big celebration at City Hall, family-friendly from 5 to 7.30. Ask all your listeners to come down. It's free. There's food. There's music. There's there are City games. Hall. City Hall, 401 North Morton Street. 5.30 to 5 to 7.30. 5 to 7.30. Yeah. Free rib tips. Shrimp. All the fixings. It's New Year's Eve, and and I don't know about the shrimp and the ribs, but. Red beans and um, ribs. But if you are there, listeners, there will be fun. Uh, But there are going to be plenty of games and singing and some art installations revealed. Mm -hmm. Um, so, So we're planning a really big kickoff to this year, and then the county will kick there. 
uh, bicentennial celebration off in January. Um, I think it's January 14th. I'm going to look. Mm-hmm. Um, a- at the courthouse. And so that's going to um, also be a really fun time. You know, one thing um, people need to realize, it doesn't stop on New Year's Eve or January the 1st. This is the entire year. Exactly. Uh, so there's, of course, scheduled big things going on throughout the year. But is there one particular day that signifies the uh, actual anniversary for Bloomington? So the county was created January 14th, Mm -hmm. uh, which is why their event is going to be on the 14th. The city was named, or the village of Bloomington, I should say, was Mm -hmm. named on April 10th. And then the the village of Bloomington was actually platted. So the boundaries, the city, the boundaries of the area were platted on June 22nd. And so we've got (laughs) all these things that have happened throughout the year. And so that's why this is going to be a year-long celebration. Uh, You will see lots of... Uh, images of our new logo, which I gave both of you pins of our new logo. I've got a pin on. Um, there on City Hall, we have flags on all our city facilities. Um, so you'll see that on, on city vehicles. Um, and that sort of commemorates the city and the county. You'll see the outline of the county in that. Um, and oh, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, so you missed that, didn't you? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, and after the kickoff, we're going to start planting uh, 200 bicentennial trees in every city park and school and all our public spaces. We'll be planting more trees. There'll be neighborhood tree sales where people can buy, purchase trees to plant on their private property, and it'll come with a bicentennial commemorative ornament okay. that can go on it. And um, they're going to be, there's a festival along Kirkwood on April 29th and a community walk in October. The county is doing uh, an event in June. Uh, there's going to be a joint city and county council meeting in April uh, to commemorate when Bloomington was named. And, and an interesting fact about that is when Bloomington was named, those papers were signed on top of a whiskey barrel. And so, so are you giving away free? It may not be free. <laughs> but <laughs> there will be whiskey. It may not be free, but the, city hall? the no, oh, the okay. county has has created a, a commemorative whiskey barrel, which they will use as a time capsule to put things into for the next hundred or two hundred years. I mean, so there are just a lot of fun activities that are planned mm-hmm. all throughout the year. I noticed that Leela just really lit up when you said. A whiskey, whiskey barrel, because she went there before we did. <laughs> because you know why? Because I'm thinking that's like in Tennessee, not in Bloomington and in Indiana. Uh, I wonder you know what, what they mean? what they uh, what they cooked up down here. It had to be something local, right. and it probably was something uh, of a moonshine con- consistency. And uh, okay, right. well, I can't talk about what was inside the whiskey barrel or where it came from. Just that those papers were signed okay. on a whiskey barrel. And, and Bloomington has uh, a designation, or used to, as a city of, for trees. Yes, uh, we have Tree City um, USA. Tree City USA, and mm-hmm. to cut down a tree, it, it would be sort of a, a a big affront to the city. And and people have been known in the past to uh, chain themselves to trees. <clears throat> anyway, but well, uh, and one of the, one of the things that we want to do, I mean, we do have a lot of trees, and we have a lot of greenery, and and people who have come before us have left Bloomington in really good shape. Mm-hmm environmentally, socially, you know, cr- I mean, creatively, Bloomington is, is a really special and unique place. And so when people look back in the next 75 years or the next 100 years, the next 200 years, we want them to say the same thing, that wow, those people that came before us really left Bloomington in a good place for us, you know, even more creative, even more beautiful than what it is now. 
So are you working with any organizations? You know, Indiana University is a big presence here. Is Are you guys working with them to do something as well? So Indiana University will celebrate its bicentennial in 2020. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so they have started working on their bicentennial activities as well. So we're working, the only project that we're working, that I'm involved in that we're working on together is one looking at the African-American presence in Bloomington. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the Safe and Civil City program is working um, with some folks at IU on that. However, we're sort of getting this ready to hand off. So the state did theirs two years ago. They're sort of handing it off to us, and now we'll be handing it off to IU. Um, You know, all the natural amenities of, of Bloomington are, are really appealing to a lot of people. You know, we have one of the largest inland lakes um, in Indiana, and which brings a lot of people down for recreation. We have all these natural forest areas. We have um, some of the most wonderful festivals that go on through the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's a lot of family-friendly things that go on. And then, too, I really, I really love the farmer's market on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, will will there be uh, highlights throughout the year to help promote these things or to just uh, toot our own horn about these things? Sure. There. Well, there is a website. Um, so the county and the city are are um, working together on the website so that people don't have to go to two or three different places to find out what's going on. So our joint website is at visitbloomington.com slash bicentennial-2018. And so if people go there, they can then see all of the city events that are happening, all of the county events that are happening. Um, And one of the sort of unique things that we borrowed from, it was not unique because we borrowed it, but we borrowed from the state, is an endorsement program where um, if there are agencies or organizations or groups that want to do bicentennial-related projects, then we have a a program where they can send that application to us, tell us what they're going to be doing, and then our team will decide if it meets our criteria. Mm -hmm. And then they will be able then to use the city logo. They will get a letter of endorsement. They'll be placed on that city website. So we'll help publicize what they're doing and, and promote what they're doing. And then they also get a bicentennial sign to sit out during the time that their program is going on. And I see that uh, some of the qualifying projects have certain criteria to meet. Uh, four they jump out are uh, they should be, be culturally inclusive, uh, create a legacy for the future, inspire and or engage the community, and celebrate the founding of the city or county. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, along the lines of uh, creating a legacy, does that also include... Um, something similar to uh, a living oral history or a, rec- a, a recorded oral history from the citizens of Bloomington? Right, that could. And and just to correct you just a little bit, they don't have to have all four of those criteria. Mm-hmm. They have to have at least one of those. Cri- if they had all four, that would be great. But they have to have at least one of those. But yeah, so an oral history, um, you know, something like the project, like I said, that we're working on about African Americans in Bloomington or mm-hmm. um, something like that, um, that people can use in the future and look back on and, and help to celebrate Bloomington would definitely be in the running for this. So are there any volunteer opportunities to um, help um, with some of the things that are happening, you know, this year? 
We definitely have volunteer opportunities for New Year's Eve if anybody's going to be in town. Um, and they'll and be giving the kegs out. I mean, uh, no barrels. No, no barrels. No kegs. No 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 oh, okay. Just, just <laughs> See, he says, I'm interested in that. Have no, I no, mentioned no. that? No, no, no. <laughs> just the rib tips and the mac and cheese. Oh. And See, I'm vegetarian. So you see, that's Clarence talking. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so there will be opportunities for people to get involved, especially with not necessarily um, – you know, some of the, the tree planting and that kind of thing. Of course, mm-hmm. you can plant trees at your house. But when we have the festival in April and the community walk in October and there will be some other arts things going on that, that we definitely want to see more community members get involved in. Well, you know, I, I think this is grand. Uh, my hometown of Gary, Indiana, celebrated 100 years uh, not too long ago, and they were the city of the century. Long oh. pause mm-hmm. for effect. Okay. <laughs> and so so other communities have celebrated, other uh, agencies have celebrated. But um, And I was surprised uh, that, you know, the Salvation Army has been here for 150 years. Mm-hmm. Wow. But it, this is great, and, and this is something that you can get your family involved with. Uh, your children can learn to appreciate Bloomington, Indiana, uh, the uniqueness of Bloomington. And uh, we'd like to invite you back from time to time to talk about some of the things that you'll be um, coordinating or some things that are on the calendar. And, um, you know, if you want to give a pitch out for people to help support. Um, in the remaining time that we have, is there any burning thing aside from the uh, July 1st kickoff that we can look forward to? Uh, you mentioned January 14, but are there other activities in the month, the first month of the year? Okay, so I'm going to correct Clarence again. The kickoff is January 31st, and it's from 5 to 7, not July. But I, did, I, no, did I say July? <laughs> yes, you, you did. July. I thought I... <laughs> so, okay. It's January 31st, it's okay. and we really want people to come out to that. It, it's going to be fun. Like I said, it's going to be free. It's going to be fun, friendly, and and free. I mean, so family friendly, fun, and free. All the Fs. Okay. It's, it's it's going to be it's going to be all of that. Two parades in the month of July. What? One parade, a Fourth of July parade, okay. right. which will have a bicentennial <laughs> theme. Okay. I'm not sure if you're trying to trip me up or if you're tired. No, no, uh, no, no. <laughs> but but you know, uh, January 31st. Um, um, and all this will take place within December. 31st. You said January 31st. Okay, but it's New Year's Eve. It's I'm not going to say anything else. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying. All here. I know is something is happening on January 14th because that's the day that I got married. Ah. So when she said January 14th. She remembered like, that. Oh. So, so so that song, your favorite Christmas song is dedicated to David. Uh, no, we had a Luther Vandross song. Okay. okay. <laughs> but 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 it is New Year's Eve, folks. So that and, and really it's planned from five to seven thirty so that mm-hmm. you can come out and celebrate with your family and then if you want to go out, you still have time to go out. If there are people that are going to church services, they still have time to do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So so we really want to make sure that folks get out. You, you know, one thing uh that I talked to you about um earlier today was uh, some of the uniqueness about Bloomington as regarding African-Americans and that the Showers uh, Furniture Company employed quite a few African-Americans. It was the largest employer. Of African-Americans, yeah. And and it now is the site where City Hall is, um, and not the entire, I mean, portions of it. about a third of it. About a third of that, yeah. Mm -hmm. And that that was a major employer. And uh, the African-American community was sort of nestled in that general area mm-hmm. going further west, um, yeah. up along 7th and 8th and, and I think even 9th Street. But there are, there are, there are some rich moments in, in Bloomington's history, and there's some 
some people who have uh, left an indelible mark on the community, uh, family, certain family names you can mention that are just uh, treasures and jewels, uh, Reverend Butler. Yeah. Um, you know, and just uh, the impact that he had on Bloomington, and you can go on and on, and, and that, this is where you, you don't go on and on because you're going well, to miss somebody. And however, one of the things that we're going to be doing doing during the bicentennial year is kicking off an honorary street naming program, and so some the of Clarence those Boom Boulevard. No, it will, there will be a better that okay is. the calendar, Alan Anderson. There will probably before. not be either one of those streets, <laughs> but, but we, there's a boom. But we will be kicking off an honorary street naming program okay. so that we can honor some of those folks that have left those marks on Bloomington. And so for the bicentennial, we'll kick off with, with I think, 10 names. And then starting in 2019, uh, we will be taking names from suggestions from the community for, for putting names For one up. street to be named. For one street, so one street per name. So all these names will be vetted. Yes. And one will be selected. No, um, no, no, no. Ten to twelve, ten to twelve streets, ten to twelve oh, names. Okay. One where, name on each street. Where are they going to be okay. at? Depending okay. on wherever so they just, served. Or so whatever. it has to. Yeah. So okay. part of the criteria for the program is that the street has to have some relevance to the person. Okay. Yeah. So. Okay. And they, you see these these kinds of programs in larger cities. Well, not only larger cities. Yeah, Evanston, Illinois, mm-hmm. Chicago has them. I mean, several places have them. Um, but it's a way to to honor some of those people that have, have left that legacy. Not everybody can have a building named after them or a room in City Hall, but, you know, this would be one of the, one of the things that we can do and honor the families in the in this meantime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, you asked Leela about volunteers. One of the programs that's going on for the Bicentennial is a uh, program that the Commission on the Status of Black Males is doing to promote literacy while they're celebrating the bicentennial, and it's called Read for 200. And so they are they have a goal of reading 200 hours to children in schools, in at farmers market, in uh, child serving agencies. And so they are looking for volunteers to sign up. Um, male volunteers specifically to sign up to read because we also want to put more males in the lives of, of younger children. And so um, they can sign up. There was an orientation on Saturday. There will be another one on January 13th. And the persons who read have to be able to pass the background check for MCCSC. But other than that... Um, you know, and, and be able to read. Uh, <laughs> well, that, that's important. <laughs> that would be important, yeah. What, uh, what grade level? <laughs> but, we're, but we're talking about young children. But we, we, we really can, We wa- can make up stories. No, yeah. no. But we really do want to promote reading and literacy and, and, and introduce mm-hmm. kids to, to books. And so it'll be great to have all these guys out reading, reading books to kids. I, I want to promote that calendar. Uh, on this show as much as possible. And, and also, I'm thinking I want to take part in that reading program. Wonderful. I, I think it's, uh, as you say, it's as important. A as a male. <laughs> I'm not going to, yeah, as a male. I'm not even <laughs> dignifying it. But, uh, but, uh, but i like to take part in that. And i like to, uh, I missed the, sat- I guess the Saturday orientation, but you said There January. will be another one, January 13th. Okay, I'm going to get these dates right. Um, <laughs> January 13th. And then there's something happening January the 14th. And then, no, no. <laughs> January no, the, no really? my, my wife's birthday is 31st. January 18th. Okay. okay. So, I guess. Yes. <laughs> and uh, so 
I'll be taking part in some of these programs. I don't know how that got there. William so, threw a shout out to so, Wanda well, yeah, last so week. Did you, shout did out you to hear that? So anyone said, I just want Wanda to know she's the best one. I said, <laughs> what is this? Anyone that's interested in signing up for the uh, reading program can go to bloomington.in.gov slash CSBM. And so that's the Commission on the Status of Black Males. And there's a registration form, and then Rafi Hassan will contact you and follow up with you. So Clarence, I expect to see yes, that sign up tomorrow. Yes, ma'am. All right. Now, a very important topic with one minute left. Um, have you had any Patty LaBelle pies or cakes this season? <laughs> I have not needed a Patty LaBelle pie or cake because is, I have been throwing down. What is the new? Oh, you didn't bring? You brought buttons but didn't bring brownies? Hey, hey you got a button. <laughs> <laughs> there have been years past for our listening audience. We've discussed everything from the Patty LaBelle uh, peach cobbler? Pie. Peach, no, no. It she was, was the first cobbler. one. Pa- yeah, Patty LaBelle. No, it's a sweet potato pie. Sweet potato, potato pie, pie. And the peach cobbler, and she's got the the cake, the pound cake. Mm. And Oprah has the cauliflower potatoes. Uh, it's not uh, in this area yet. Have you? You only want to try it? I, I'd like to try it. I mean, I mean it's a holiday season. Part of the holiday season, it, it does wrap around food. Right. And, and we haven't, you know, I know it's, that's, that's a part of it I don't want to get lost because there's a lot of family memories that are built family. around that and you know i made a pecan pie last night okay i'm getting texted it's okay. about that time to wrap this segment up <laughs> uh, and on that note our thanks um, our okay. thanks to beverly calendar anderson director of the department of community and family resources and um at, and bring it on contributor for coming to discuss the um, activities surrounding the City of Bloomington's Bicentennial Celebration Schedule for 2018. Bring It On is Indiana's only public affairs program dedicated to the African-American community here on WFHB 91.3 FM and live on the web at WFHB.org. For Bring It On, I'm Lila Randall. And I'm Clarence Boone. I'm going to defer one more time to Beverly. You may have a contact information or something to share with us. Sure, you can visit Bloomington.com, visit Bloomington.com slash Bicentennial dash 2018, or you can email AndersB at Bloomington.in.gov. Again, our thanks to our community guests for joining us tonight to discuss the range of activities they provide to bring hope, comfort, and cheer during the holiday season. Uh, Of course, we had uh, Monica Clemens and Captain Cindy Hogue representing the Salvation Army. Our show's producer is Clarence Boone um, with help from WFHB News Department Director Wes Martin. Our board engineer is Kirsten Payton. Our original theme music was created by Jamel Effion with additional background tracks by David Baker. For WFHB, I'm Leela Randall. And I'm Clarence Boone. Seasons, greetings, everyone. Happy Uh, holidays. We'll be taking some time off next week for Christmas, but still tune in for a a special retro broadcast, one of our famous retro broadcasts of Bring It On. Next Monday, December twenty fifth, at six p.m. I, I'm saying this with a with, with a smile on my face because the listeners can he- feel that smile. Okay. Monday, December twenty fifth, at six p.m. right here on your community radio station, WFHB. You've been listening to Bring It On a volunteer-powered production of Community Radio WFHB in Bloomington, Indiana. Bring It On is your forum for open dialogue on the people, issues, and events affecting the African-American community in South Central Indiana and beyond. Send your comments, suggestions, and story ideas directly to the Bring It On staff. The email address is bringit at wfhb.org. 
That's bringit at wfhb.org.